calling all campers, Leslie Samuel here, your camp director, back again to get you pumped up for something awesome. It's that time again, it's time for Creator Camp 2024. We took everything you loved from last year and stepped it up a notch. Yet we're back and better and man oh man, we're excited to have you join us. Now you may be asking, what's in store for this year's Creator Camp? Well, let me paint a picture for you. Imagine an epic kickoff party where new friendships spark and old ones rekindle. Imagine rubbing shoulders with not just the awesome workshop leaders, but also the amazing Ecamm team. Imagine having interactive, hands-on sessions where industry leaders share insights in fields that you're passionate about. Well, you just imagine Creator Camp 2024. Reconnect with the Ecamm fam, and of course, meals and beverages are all a part of your journey with us. Expect exciting activities and local excursions. What is it gonna be this time? Wine tasting, scavenger hunt, an evening of stargazing? <laughs> I'm not telling, at least not yet. This year's Creator Camp isn't just an event, it's an adventure. The Ecamm fam is taking over Amesbury, Massachusetts again, and trust me, you wanna be right there in the middle of the magic. So pack up your essentials, your laptop, your camera, and of course your energy, and gear up for an unforgettable escapade at Creator Camp 2024. We can't wait to see all your smiling faces back together again. We'll see you at Creator Camp. Let's do this. Riders and welcome to the flow. I am your community manager, Doc Rock, along with my awesome co-host. Hey everyone, it's Katie. Yay! All right, listen, Katie, you know what I had this morning? Because Ooh, I had to coffee? get up super early. Well, coffee now, <laughs> but I had to get up <laughs> early to listen to Renee tell me about the new YouTube policies. I had a Cedar Farms honey and a straw. I bought all of those honey straws. Mm. Went to the park. Oh my God. It's like a, okay, I'm up. I'm awake. Let's go. <laughs> it's so good. I love it. I love it. Yeah. There's something about just like your natural made honey act from the bees, real honey. Maybe I'm psycho because it's from an apple orchard, but it tastes like apples. Anyway, speaking of, <laughs> speaking of amazing, we got a special guest today. You want to intro our awesome guest? We sure do. And I, and before I even intro her, what makes today awesome is that Kimberly has now been counting today on all of the shows that I co-host. It's been so fun. First, she was on Meet the Ecamm Fam. And then I had her on my personal podcast, The VHS Club. And now she's like finishing the trifecta on the flow. So I'm so excited that Kimberly from Zoomcasters is here. She is a podcaster, content creator, Ecamm fam member, and just all around awesome person. And we're thrilled to have her here to talk about brainstorming and podcast episode ideas and everything in between. That is so... <laughs> How'd I do, Kimberly? What did I miss? You did, you did <laughs> all of the details. And uh, it's three for three. I've been on all your shows. <laughs> I'm super excited to be here. <laughs> and uh, happy flow day, everybody. I got my coffee. I'm ready to go. I love it. I love it. Well, I, it was awesome for you to offer yourself up to be on all 
three shows. And I love this idea that you came up with because I think there's like a million and one different ways that people can approach this. And I know Doc is going to be coming in strong with all the AI stuff, but we're here today to talk all about how do you think through episode ideas and title ideas and, and what your overall kind of podcast content strategy is. Let's dive right into it, Kimberly. What do you, how do you approach it for your own show? How do you get started with like, what do you want to talk about? Okay, so I take a brown paper bag and I just write down some ideas. <laughs> I throw it in a bag and I just pull something. That, no, seriously, you know. <laughs> that actually wouldn't be that bad an idea, really. <laughs> put something on a dartboard. No, actually, congratulations to all the podcasters and the Ecamm fam for, for taking the step to actually want a podcast. It's a big commitment. It's a lot of fun. So congratulations to everyone who's doing this. And I think for me, when I thought about, you know, how I approach doing a podcast or, you know, coaching people to do podcasts is think about your goals. You know, what are you really trying to do? Is it a personal podcast? Is it for a business? Is it for your organization? And that will allow for other things to kind of fall into place. For example, if you're, let's say you're a a beginning podcaster, this is your very first podcast. That's a great place to start. What might light your fire? What might light your community's fire? And think about things that you're, you're really, really passionate about and start to brainstorm those ideas. Versus let's say you're a business and you want to start a podcast. Okay, well, there's a lot of business podcasts. What angle are you going to pursue? Do you want to focus on people in your organization? Do you want to focus on a new product or service? So I think my first place, the first step is to think about what type of goals you want to you know, have for yourself and then start the brainstorming process from there. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's so important and something that you, you probably have to do like pretty often. Like I, even as we're coming up with episode ideas for this show, I'm just always trying to be like, okay, going back to what do Ecamm customers and what do people who are getting into video podcasting want to know about And then usually like my next step after that is what are those questions that they have? And then I find myself either diving into AI tools or I'm just like Google searching and looking at what the other common questions are. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, you know, like let's think about podcasting topics. That's like a question that people have. What other kinds of questions are they asking? And that kind of helps me think through sort of where to get started. So that's a like, again, a process that I'm doing, not even just at the beginning, but kind of throughout as I am planning is thinking through like, okay, what are those, what are those questions that people have and how can an episode answer it? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess it's different. I guess it would be different by topic though. Cause I don't do that on the just <laughs> club podcast. That one, we just take ideas from the audience. Right. So yeah, I guess it, I guess it is different. Do that case. Um, when it comes to your topics and this goes to what Kimberly said about sort of knowing why you have an overarching echelon, right? You know, my favorite terminology, let's speak about podcasting. Let's just use podcasting. Podcasting. (laughs) It's very better. (laughs) In your overarching thing about podcasting, you need to pick three major topics, right? So we're going to have getting started. We're going to have gear. And then we're going to have promotion. Now, there's many other subtopics you can do after that. But if we start with these three overarching categories, when someone thinks about me, going to a event like podcast movement and they want to bring up a speaker, they're going to ask me to speak on gear, which they did. And they're going to ask me to speak on monetizing our promotion, which they did. Why? Because you put yourself out there as these are the things that I do, right? So there's a mechanic 
And then there's the tire mechanic, and then there's the transmission mechanic, and then there's the F4 mm. mechanic. All mechanics. But you start to get known for your specialty, right? So doctor, foot doctor, cardiothoracic surgeon, like you, become, you can generate your specialties. So once you know your why, you break it out into your three topic trees. So I have my three topic trees already. Then I'm going to go down and write, what are the subtopics under gear? Cameras, lights, mics, mixer, soundproofing. That's going to be my major arching topics there. Now, here's where you find all the explosion. You take each one of those. <laughs> what are people afraid about? What's mucking <laughs> their day with their you know, frustrations? What yep. are they expiring to? Like, you know, do you want to get to the Neumann U87 $5,000 mic type of thing? Right. That's your aspirations. And then what are their goals? Your goals is to sound good. And I can't hear your kids uh, screaming in the background or playing. Hello, Ginger. Hello. You know, Luis is laughing right now because that's Luis's son's Aiden's toy. <laughs> <laughs> and so by taking that and making your three topics and then making your subtopics and taking each one of those, you can probably apply the any topic you think of, uh, Kimberly, you can apply at least four videos. It never comes out to four. But or sorry, podcast. See, we were talking about podcasts. What is the fear? It's the same principle. Yeah. though. <laughs> what are they upset about? What's freaking them out? Where's the friction? What are their goals and what they're expiring to? And if you just take that and you generate that and my secret back in the day was post-it notes, multicolored deck. Because <laughs> you can just put them on the thing and just like build. And then I go and write it into something. So even before Chad existed, that was always my brainstorming framework. A la Seth Godin, I think. I don't even remember where I got it from. It was college. But I still use that to this very day. And I have torrential downpours when I brainstorm. Oh, uh, well, I guess like how oft how often to brainstorm is is the question because well, I yeah. I feel like it's I I haven't had to do it very often for this show or for my other show just because question. like one episode as we're doing it introduces more questions I'm like oh we could do that next week and full transparency we're actually like with this show and and other shows that I do we're a little ad hoc with our episodes where we don't have like a huge schedule where we've built it all the way out because we often have opportunities that come up or we're, you know, we're doing a bunch of different things that I think it would be detrimental for us to have like a really huge way out schedule and super planned, but other people have a really big plan. So yeah, I guess Kimberly, how often are you going through the kind of the brainstorming process as you're thinking about like new seasons or the next round of episodes that you're working on? You know, this is a really good topic to talk about and maybe to unfold a little bit, because I think first I want to talk about mm -hmm or I want to dovetail um, what Doc just mentioned, and that was talking about doing things that you're passionate about or that you have a strong mm -hmm. expertise in or that you have an inclination towards that'll definitely help to generate content. It'll, it'll get you thinking about different ideas and possibly guests that you could have on your show. And then Katie, as far as what you talked about or what you brought up, you know, I go through a brainstorming process when I'm approaching a new season. Right now we have a, a podcast called Women of Rock. Shout out to my girl, Tammy Holzer. It's all about <laughs> rock music, you know, 80s and 90s rock music. And so we're getting ready to come out with what? a new season. So we're going to, you know, think about, well, what can we do, you know, this season that might be different than last season, do a review of what has already gone down, what's coming up in the music world. Um, so that's one approach. 
And sometimes I'm just literally hit with a, a bug and I'm like, you know what? I want to pursue this topic. <laughs> exactly. I want to get off on this thread. Today is the day. Today yeah. is the day. I want to do this. And sometimes you just kind of fall into topics, you know, whatever it is that might be, you know, a, a bee in your bonnet, something that's bugging you or something that you feel like you have to let out, I think is also a way to approach uh, a different podcast topic. So, you know, I, I do all different kinds of things, just general brainstorming if I'm approaching a new season or if there's this one thing that's really been bugging me for a while. I'm like, you know what? I think it's time for a podcast. And that happened with we have a podcasting called Conversations on Aging, and I was a caregiver for my aunt for, for years. And I was running into all these interesting issues and problems and this, that, and the other. And I was calling people and writing people. And I was like, you know what? This is a podcast. And so I literally turned it into <laughs> a podcast. And my goal was first for me to learn more about the industry and the field and how to better take care of my aunt but also to help people who might be in a similar situation. So, you know, the a bug for a podcast might come from anywhere. Um, I also recommend people reach out to their network and their community of friends and family and say, hey, you know what? I got this podcast idea or, you know what? I want a <laughs> podcast. What might you be interested in? And if you do it that way, you're sort of nurturing your audience from the beginning and you're allowing people to provide input. And uh, hopefully they'll be there, you know, when you launch that podcast and they'll be there listening. Yeah. I want to answer Andrew's question real quick because I think it's a dope question. But um, guys, when I was in podcast mu mu movement, <laughs> hello, <laughs> I've been on Saturday, I'm sorry. You uh, when I was in podcast movement last week, I was breaking bread with the awesome Sarah from Captivate. And she mm -hmm. says one of the things that she likes to use is also ask. And it's similar. Oh, yeah, that's a great tool. Similar yep. to what is it? I was going to say people of video. Uh, no, it's like ask the, ask the public. Ask, ask the public. That's right. it. Yeah. And then they came out with also ask. And so what's really cool about that is you can just think in any title and it's going to give you this list. And trust you me, this is the list that the people in your echelon or whatever, this is what they're legit asking because it's using real data from the various search engines around Google around the planet. But I think it's super dope. So Andy asked a, a very good question because this is something where people get stuck, right? Andy said, what software do you use to keep mm -hmm. your, your topics in? Now, I, yeah. Apple knows for quick capture because you can capture them with voice. Even more recently, I've been using Otter or AudioPen because I can just, I can actually put detail on it. The problem with writing down a single topic is if you don't apply any detail, when you look at that note later, there's going to be a word that says baby chicken. <laughs> and you're going to be like, baby chicken. What in the exact F did I write this down for? What in the box? And, uh, and then this kid is going to be like, oh, how to order baby chickens. And these are the purveyors that looked at. <laughs> this is yeah, the, the purveyor that I actually went with. No, this is real deal, right? Uh, so this is the purveyor yeah. that I went with because looking at their history, their longevity, their site, their customer service, whatever, they broke it all down. And there's really something epic about 2023 getting a shipment of live baby chickens, right? Yeah. You will know what to do and it's tighter. So yeah, Rich, not exactly answer the public. This is another service called Also Asked and it's similar also to Also Asked. Yeah. But I got it from Sarah and Sarah's an SEO specialist. So I kind of, kind of trust her anyway. And yeah. so, um, yeah, so Andy's point was with your software, 
Apple Notes is where I just quick capture because you can say, hey, Siri, write this down. And then uh, Otter or Audio Pens because you could have a fuller conversation with yourself if you have that moment in time. And then what I do is once I have it polished, I move it into Notion. And Michelle says Trello because Michelle is a beast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The thing with it, and maybe some of you out there are like guilty of this as well, but there's so many different, all incredible, all like really productive tools out there to do these kinds of things. And what you can fall into, which I'm clawing my way out of it, is having an account for all of them and like, and putting stuff in different tools. So I would say whatever the tool is that you love, whether it's Notion or Trello or Apple Notes or whatever, like, just create a system and stick with that, or at least for some period of time to see if it's really working before you end up in this world of like, you know, oh, like we were using this tool, but everyone else is using this tool. It's easy to kind of go on this path of trying all of these different things and then feeling like nothing is working. But really what's not working is you're not giving enough time to actually see if that's working for your system before you you know, get shiny object syndrome and move on to the next one. I'm super guilty of that. So it Honestly, I tell people all the time, start yeah. there and then yeah. move into something different. The, the, my favorite part about Apple Notes or Google Notes, if you're a Droid user, is the thing is in your pocket. Like you actually always have that. And honestly, my favorite way is still like this because there's some <laughs> yeah. mechanics of writing it down. And then, yeah, I'm an index. <laughs> Kimberly's pen and paper. Yeah. I was I'm always. Yeah. What, do, what do you use, Kimberly? No, are you, do, is there an app? To be honest with you, I'm old school. I like to just write things on paper and it really helps for me to just get it out of my mind and play around with it and don't really worry about the idea, whether it's a good one or a bad one. It's just a matter of going through the process of writing things down. I have tons of pieces of paper around that I'm always kind of looking at all over (laughs) again. And where's that note I had? And then if I'm moving towards actually producing a podcast, then I put it in either notes or a Google document. And then I start to do research and, you know, put links there. So I know, oh, that's where this idea came from. And I agree, Katie, it's like, don't get so caught up on which tool, but just start and then the tool will refine itself. But you do want to, if you are in the brainstorming process, keep track of where you're getting information, where you found that cool idea so that you can go back to it and reference it and do deeper research if you have to. Man, yeah, it's put you on something real quick. Sorry, Katie. Go ahead. No, go for it. I was just going to say, Rich is like, has this comment that I just think is, is so me and great for this podcast to hear because he says, for a while, I was spending way too much time worrying about building a system rather than just using what I already had. It can be. I know that the show is the flow and we talk about workflows and processes and I'm like a total geek for that stuff. But yeah, sometimes like, especially in this brainstorming process, I think Kimberly is 100% right here. Like, just write it down and don't worry about the system or the process right now, or like just get the ideas out. Make sure that you're capturing enough information, like Doc said, to get back to it later and to like know what you meant in what you were in what you're writing down. But like it, you can, you can get kind of so into this space of like, how am I going to get all of this from this idea all the way out to like actually recording or streaming your show? This is not the time for that. Like thinking through kind of what those concepts are, where the need is, what your audience is. All of that is what you just need to get out of your head. So yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> this is one case where I will be an advocate against all of the workflows <laughs> and systems and, and all that, because it, it can get in the way of your creativity and your ability to just 
think about what, what it is you want to do and accomplish and what ideas you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and what Rich said is so true. And the funny thing is, is I won't completely blame it on her, but she was one of the latest uh, to put the bee in the bonnet, as you say, is way back when, you know, we kind of first met Michelle did a video on her Trello workup and whatever. And I was immediately in love and I had just left Trello, but I was like, no, he's a gangster. I want to make something like that. And then I had to catch myself and I was like, no, 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 don't do it. Don't do it. Michelle has like leverage skin shoes. You can't do that. Stay away from that. You will exactly go in there and freak out and be there for hours trying to get it right, trying to get it down. And so one of the things that similar to Rich, you know, breaking myself out of the habit of over systematizing things, which is frustrating <laughs> Katie, because then she hires me to find out she's a system fanatic and I'm running away from them because I, I used to, <laughs> I used to get beat. I don't know if you guys remember OmniFocus, yo, me and OmniFocus and things and like, you know, and one point the whole GTD David, I was going to get a David Allen tattoo. Like I was all about the GTD and it was like, yo, it can get, it can get psycho. It can totally get psycho. So what I was going to say, Kimberly, I think I should bring this up because they've always been very supportive of our podcast. But one thing I love about Captivate is inside the back end, there is a research element. So mm-hmm. when you go to put your podcast ideas and stuff together, you can do these placeholders, but there's also a research element. So you can put all of these links and gather all that information so that when you're ready to drop show notes to, your show notes are far more rich because you have all of that stuff in there. And they've just put together a suite. And it's like Creative Suite, but it's this podcaster suite. And what it's for is they took all of those tools and made them in a single place and far more accessible. It's like a creator suite, creator studio, I think they call it. And yeah, it's it's phenomenal and because you're right. Going back and remembering what you did with all the links and all that can be, can be psycho. And then I don't want to spoil the surprise, but the other part of this, I really want to talk to you about, but I can't because. I sent what I was going to talk about <laughs> to Katie for her birthday. So you'll find out in two days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. You can't leave oh me gosh, like yeah. that, dog. Come on. All right. Y'all going to wait for me Tuesday. Because uh, I don't want to spoil the, fu- the fun now. And then Katie's like, oh, I don't want to do what Luis did to me when I asked him if he saw the new Sony cameras. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. I'm loving these questions that are coming through. So let's ask a couple of them to you, Kimberly. Anthony wants to know, well, I guess not entirely a question, Anthony, but I'll ask this one. anyway. Are not, are not the best ideas to be found when one is in motion and in momentum in some real life experiences with unique insights to problems and solutions? Absolutely. Which is why, again, I think like capturing it with pen and paper or something on your phone is probably the easiest way to, to capture those ideas. Because if you're out, if you're not like, okay, I'm sitting at my desk and now we're having a brainstorming moment, then, you know, that's easier if you're in front of a computer. But otherwise, yeah, you might be out talking with someone or out in a walk or whatever else. So you want to be able to capture it in an easy way. Absolutely. I love what podcast topics will rocket me to the top of the carts. (laughs) Get a celebrity. (laughs) Actually, I did research on that. True crime is a huge, huge, huge category right now. Yeah, huge, huge. Also comedy, you know, but I think, you know, that all all 
kidding aside, I think people should really think about what are your goals? If if that's your goal, then you should Mm -hmm. really pick a topic that's trending. I know talking about celebrities is really, really hot, Um, kind of like gossip type uh, podcast. So there's definitely ways to have a podcast that trends and will take you to the top, so to speak, but you want to research that. Um, But for people who that may not be their goal, you know, some other things you might want to consider is the frequency of your podcast. Are you talking about a daily, weekly, monthly, whenever you can lead type podcast? Because that might, you know, let's be realistic, right? Sometimes you start, you're like, okay, this is going to be weekly. And then life happens and you can't necessarily, you know, fulfill that goal. But if you think about the frequency that could help you with uh, picking your topics, for example, if you want to do a daily podcast, well, what's going to give you enough content that's going to be interesting and yeah. it's going to be fulfilling, you know, sports, maybe you want to do um, a, a base, I know baseball seasons uh, happening right now, maybe you want to do a sports podcast or a political podcast or follow, uh, you know, a crime that's going on versus you want to do a topic that maybe once a week that isn't going to have content that's popping up every, every day. So I think if you think about the frequency, that could help you narrow down on the topic that will keep you engaged. Yeah. The flip side of that is that the cool thing about podcasting is that there is no hard, fast rule that says that you have to have like a one hour long show every week for 10 seasons, right? So it's like you could, you know, you could decide, okay, I really want to do a podcast that's covering like a set crime that's going on, right? Like, so that's going to have an end date. Like there's only so much content that's in that. So as you're doing your brainstorming and you're researching, you make it to the end of that and say, okay, this is a 10 episode show. Like, and you know, and so then I'm going to build it out every single week. All of those things are really important to consider. So it's like, what is the topic that you're passionate about that you have enough content to talk about for it to be its own show? How much content is there and what frequency you're going to do? And it's going to dictate how long the kind of show is or what format you might have for your show. So there's like just a, a lot of it that goes into this process, which makes it such an important thing to go through. And like you were saying earlier, it may be that you come out the other side of it and you're like, oh, actually, this is two different shows. And I'm going to, you know, split in that and figure out which one I want to start with. It might be that this is, you know, this show is I'm going to shelve for later and this one I'm, I'm going to do right now. So it's a good process to be going through, not just once, but regularly and kind of think, yeah, thinking through all of those different aspects of it. Many people definitely split their shows and they find out there's a special sub echelon that goes with what they're already working on. And I just wanted to say this. I was not joking, Anthony, when I said there is a button on your phone called video record because <laughs> not even trying to be a Weisenheimer, documenting what you're yeah. doing is not only helpful for your podcast journey, whatever, you'll be thankful you're dead. I mean, when you're growing a business and you do something epic and you realize you didn't document any of it. And what made me really want to get into that is watching these memoir movies that come out. And I watched it again on a plane just because it was super interesting. The HBO one about Tiger. And there's all these videos, you know, from his dad and from his mom that they're filming him when he's a little kid. And then he ends up on, you know, various TV shows. And, you know, as he's going through his process, And you're like, I don't have any of that footage because my family didn't even think it was worth investing in video camera way back in the day. 
<laughs> you know what? Yeah, it was expensive. So it was like, super expensive for most families. Yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. Right. But, you know, we had the Sears little camera. And whenever <laughs> my grandpa would bust it out, everybody would do the whole, oh, here come grandpa in his home movies kind of thing. <laughs> Which is funny now because everybody has a camera. But I wish I had footage of winning state championships or, you know, setting state records in track and all of that. And we didn't. I just don't. Right. Especially now because I'm fat and old and nobody believes I used to be one of the fastest kids in my state. But yeah, and I have little ribbons for it, but no you know, footage or anything like that. So documenting your process for your own memoirs is dope, but also you get to look back and see how far you've come. So one of the things we talk about all the time here is when we started this show and Katie and her nervous levels and, you know, the energy and all that. And Katie, now she cool as a pool, relaxed, you know, I'm 60 plus episodes in and her own show is like 20 episodes in. And now she's a consummate pro. It's dope to go back and look at that beginning working at Ecamm, Katie, and the now, Katie, because you could uh, rival in your success or just feel better. When you're having a bad day, look at how far you come. Virginia Slim. I forgot how the thing actually goes. <laughs> baby, right? You've come a long yeah, way, baby. Yeah. You've come a long way, baby. Yeah. And this is something that um, that you do, Kimberly, is, you know, you might you might get down the road and figure out that you want to build a podcast network like you have a network, right, where you have multiple shows, some of your own and then some that are others as well. So, you know, there's it's a really great process, I think, because it, it really allows you to have this level of creativity and there's so much flexibility which sometimes can feel like a lot. There's like so many different things you can do, but it's nice if you can kind of remember that <laughs> there's all these options. If you can figure out again, like it all goes back to what you said at the beginning, your goals, who your audience is and what you're passionate about, like your why, why are you doing this? But yeah, how did your, how did your network start out? How did you, how did you end up from, I want to start a podcast to now I have a <laughs> podcast network. You know, one, <laughs> literally one step at a time. And to be honest with you, I got a lot of inspiration from you guys. And I really want to thank the Ecamm fam Aww. because I was, you know, tuning in and watching your, all your shows and, and learning a lot and taking it all in before I really kind of took action. And I, I think I would recommend for people, who, you know, maybe on the fence who don't know to really do that. There's no rush to, to get things going, but to really take it in and see, first of all, is this something you really want to do? Um, especially if you want to have a series or more than one podcast, because you have to think about it as a, in terms of a marathon and approach it from, from that space, because you'll have more energy to keep going. So I was, you know, inspired by watching Ecamm and learning about the different things that people are doing from your guests. And then, um, my very first podcast was the women of rock podcast. And that started from a conversation. I had, um, a colleague had yeah. worked uh, with somebody, my girl, Tammy on, on a project. And I was just researching her for some reason. I was like, what's her background? And I found out that she loved music. And I was like, hey, wait a minute. I, I think we like some of the same bands. And so we got on a Zoom. I was like, you're a Scorpions fan. What, Iron Man? No, you know, and it kind of snowballed. And we found out that we had a lot in common with the same types of musical interests. We ended up having deeper conversations about the music and not just kind of the superficial and I said, you know what, we should record these calls. You know, we should record these things. And so at first she's like, I don't want to go on video. I was like, okay, let's just, I can record it. And then I can extract the audio, right? 
And then I just said, I'm going to do a podcast. You're not on video. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. And so it just literally started from there. It was a conversation. I thought the conversations were interesting enough that I wanted to document and, and keep going. And I think probably a lot of podcasts start that way. You have a common interest. You have an interest with, I know with you, Katie, with, with your best, with your BBF, your best friend. And then you feel mm-hmm. like, you know, I want to, for me, I just wanted to have, for the sake of a record, I wanted to have these conversations on record. And then it kind of grew into, hey, let's produce a podcast. So um, to answer your question, it started that way. And then I just said, you know what? I want to build up. I want to do this for a living. I want to produce more podcasts for myself and also for, for other people out there. That's awesome. Yeah. I, all, of the, all of the topic ideas <laughs> in there, right? I, you know, you think, I think about what you just said, like picking something that you're super passionate about. And I think one of the things that's really dope is picking the subject. Like Katie's VHS Club is amazing to me because same with your your uh, girls of rock is because women of rock, hit, women of rock, sorry. women, you no hit, girls. You hit, a, um, <laughs> you hit a memory thing. I'm trying to reminisce it type thing. So for instance, and nostalgia, I, yeah, nostalgia. Yep. What I was looking for. Sorry, it's still early. I just just <laughs> heard a story which I thought was just super dope. Is that Kelly from Night Ranger wrote the song to his sister, Christy. (laughs) But Jack and Brad thought he said Christian. And then so when they recorded it, he was like, wait, you're supposed to say Christy like too late. It's in my head this way. I practiced it this way. I wrote it down this way. (laughs) And it turned out to be their number one song, right? You know, Night Ranger was Mm -hmm. out. In, in various formats in different groups, you know, and they kind of put the lockdown on that San Francisco sound. But at the time, right, they were the biggest thing to come out of San Francisco since Santana. Like it, San Francisco had basically lost its thing as this sort of key of rock. And then here's a mistake that turns into their number one hit of all time. And anybody that was around in 83, man, it's like, hey, see, Kathy just said it. You can just walk anywhere and go, Motoran, and somebody would kick. (laughs) Yeah, super dope. And I think tapping into that, especially with us, you know, like Gen Xers, it's good because you're catching the nostalgia thing, but you have endless topics. I mean, it was so prolific back then. There's so much things you can talk about. You can talk about backtracking on the Beatles and. You know, like all kind of weird stuff that went on that nowadays, all you get is mumbling. So, you know, I think it's pretty dope. It's a dope idea. And and it's a good way to pick a content fountain that you can be heavily passionate about. Yeah. And it it automatically pipes you into a community of like-minded people, right? So like people love to, to reminisce. And so it's, it is easier to come up with topics for things like that. So yeah, I think it, I think it makes a ton of sense. Right. I never, I never run out of episode ideas for my show and Kimberly, you're probably the same. <laughs> I just like, at the end of it, we're like, what are we going to do next week? And there's like 900 ideas. Oh, and you're like, so that one. Like, she, she started the list and then the list just went, she did. Like, it was her fault when she started, Hey, you guys talk about this. And then we all started adding. And just for the record, Van Hagar is nowhere near as dope as OG Van Halen. I just want to say that. And I like Sammy. Come on. Okay. On. Okay. A couple comments. I, I have to follow up with what Doc just said. Okay. So 
<laughs> Night Ranger, don't tell me you love me. I, that's my favorite Night Ranger song. I love Sister Christian, but I do. Uh, don't tell me you love me. Love that band. Love and um, what was your last comment? What was the, the last one you just made about? Uh, Van Hagar is not as good as OG Van. Van Hagar is wrong. <laughs> yes, Kev. Say it again. But Sammy Hagar does bring a certain element to that band because he played guitar and David Lee Roth did not. So I'll just say that. No, I like I like Sammy. I'm saying Sammy is my G, but Van Hagar, man, come on. Like when I was in high school, we were cover band and we did we did Van Halen songs. So I was really bummed when, you know, that whole shenanigans It's down. controversial in Van Halen world. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> This is a really great comment coming in. And I think this, this also relates, you know, to brainstorming and developing your show. Motivated Mind says, I think it's important to record enough episodes to find your groove. After so many episodes, I finally discovered my niche. I think that this is part of what gets in the way of people starting a podcast is this, you know, like they're so kind of focused on finding that like very specific niche that they sort of miss the kind of few bumps that it takes to get there. Like, uh, and again, I'll just talk in my own experience and I can really, I'd love to hear yours as well is the like, you know, initially we were like, okay, we want to do a, a podcast about eighties movies. Right. It was like, we're just going to do a podcast about eighties movies. And initially we're like, well, what if we like, you know, what if we do this podcast where we play the trailer and then we just talk about whether or not the movie lives up to the trailer. This was like the idea. And then we got off on this tangent in our brainstorming sessions where we were like, well, can we play a trailer like in a podcast? And like, will we run into copyright issues? And then we scrapped the idea for like two years. We're like, well, now we can't do a podcast because like this was our idea was to do this. And we're like, we want to be different enough. And there's all these other until finally I was like, maybe we just do the show and we just talk about movies. And like maybe instead of being so focused on the 80s, we just like talk about old movies we like. And there's not like we're sort of focused, but we're not. And it's, it's iterating. And as we get more into it, now we're kind of pulling back some of those original ideas or going kind of back into the phase we were in, but it's niched enough that it's fine. And if, if we were to change it even more, it, it still would be fine. Like it, I think sometimes people get a little too focused on like, I need to have the exact format and the exact niche down before they start that they miss a lot of, you know, a lot of opportunities. And that in that kind of brainstorming process. Did you have a similar experience? Was it, or, or were you like, you just knew and you were off and running? No. Was there like an iterative iter experience there? No, I agree with you. I mean, when we started with the, the Women of Rock, we did some initial brainstorming and we came up with some ideas, you know, our top 10 favorite bands or top 10 favorite drummers. We haven't done that at all. <laughs> like we haven't done that at all. <laughs> yeah, see that. You know, we ended up um, just finding some things that, you know, landed as far as, you know, our audience. And like with season two, we did a lot of, concert reviews. So my girl Tammy was able to hit some big concerts. She went to Depeche Mode, Crowded House, oh, wow. several Fun. big shows and she, she was able to re report out. And, you know, that's worked really well, kind of like firsthand experience. What was it like? Some other topics we kind of fell into were like these aging, you know, rock stars or people that we, you know, grew up with and they're now getting older and how we're handling getting older as well. So, you know, <laughs> where we started as far as brainstorming to where we are now, it, it's kind of found its, its way and it landed in a place that we feel, you know, comfortable with. We feel comfortable with the topics. We have enough content coming out. So, you know, we may yeah. circle back to some of those, some of those ideas. So it wasn't like it's a, a total waste, but you eventually 
I agree with yeah. that person who put that comment in there. Just do several of them and you'll figure it out. It'll figure yeah. itself out. And share your content with people. Say, hey, I'm doing this. You'll be surprised at how many people are like, oh my God, I love this. Oh my God, I'm going to send this to my friend. She loves that. I, I got one for you guys. This was amazing to me. We always talk about the seven episode, the pod fade. But you know, the pod what, fade, yeah. You know what the actual, how many episodes it is for actual pod fade? <laughs> one. <laughs> oh, you're going to say something crazy. One. It's exactly one. Yeah. The, the amount of <laughs> podcasts that are one and done, the number be backwards. Like it was kind of psycho. Then the other thing that I think a lot of people just need to hear, this is from the most recent Libsyn data. If you get over 178 downloads, you are in the top 3% of all podcasts. Wow. Say it again for the people in the back who are people watching all those things. numbers. Are you guys that stare at your numbers and you freak out? If you get, more, like, I'll say 180, I'll round it out. If you get more than 180 downloads, you're, you're in the top percentile, right? So wow. don't, don't freak yourself out because you don't have a million, you know, downloads. You're not Ashley Flowers or whatever. It's, hey, whatever, <laughs> you'll get there. But a lot of people, they start and they stop because they all know one's listening. They ain't found you yet. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it takes a minute. It takes a minute. And I like to hearken it to, there was a point in time when I was a kid where pork belly was damn near free and they kind of threw it away. <laughs> you would go to your butcher. It would be scraps. You can use it to make like soup or whatever, but nobody was like making it this thing. Now you go everywhere and it's like, oh, let me get that pork belly. That pork belly. You know what I mean? Like lobster is the same way. <laughs> yeah, lobster, lobster. They used to give lobster to prisoners. Right? Yeah. Lobster, <laughs> sea cockroach, and then somebody turned it into the best thing ever. And then next thing you know, like it's a hundred million dollars a pound. So you are probably sitting on some content goal, but if you started it because you loved it, you don't care. If you started it because you was trying to get an attaboy, you're going to be done in that short amount of time. So yeah. Andy said way back in the day, don't just pick something that's trending because if you ain't about that life, it will show and you'll be done and you just wasted a bunch of time and money or whatever. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I think like one of the things, too, that I just think is so magical about podcasting and about kind of being open to the experience and the process is that. Some of the most fun things in like in your in your podcast come from mistakes or putting yourself out there in weird places. Like I think about I listen to this podcast called Obituary that literally is these two like hilarious people from from California who read off obituaries. Like that was the premise of their show. They were just going to read off funny obituaries to each other and like some that were vapid and some that were like really heartfelt. And that was the, their, you know, their whole show. Um, and then they just started like adding weird things on and like testing them. And then at one point they were reading emails that were coming in from some of their like original fans that they, you know, they only had like a few original fans. And one of the fans that wrote in's name was Jeff, but it was spelled G-E-O-F-F. -F. And the, ho the co-host mispronounced it and said that his name was, she was like, we have a letter in from Geoff. And the other host like ripped her apart. Like that is not how you say that name. And it became this like funny banter. And now, no joke, all of their followers are called Geoffs and they have like Geoff t-shirts. And it's like this really like fun, 
silly, ridiculous thing, but it's because she didn't delete it. She didn't delete the episode. She didn't say like, oh my gosh, that's so humiliating. She didn't get angry at her co-host for like, you know, ripping on her and making fun of her a little bit in the episode. Like, it's so easy for us to react that way or for us to be like, oh, like that's a garbage episode. They probably only had like, who knows, 10 listeners at that point or whatever small number, but they just doubled down on it. And we're like, now it's this like funny thing. And the more they doubled down and the more people liked it, it was kind of a funny show anyway. And it worked. And like, you know, there's tons of different things like that that are, you know, start as mistakes that just become something that makes the show a little bit different, that becomes a segment or, you know, something that's really fun. But again, it it comes from putting the reps in. It comes from getting over yourself and putting aside the perfectionism and from just going with a couple of ideas and starting there and then having the brainstorming session again and being like, oh, what worked? What didn't work? What did people like? What didn't they like? You know, what are the questions that they have? So it's, again, it's a process. Yeah. Doc dropped it. Obituary podcast. If you want a really ridiculous show to listen to, that's a good one. And thanks to Paul for dropping in. Um, by Wandry for yeah. doing a, you know, a lighthearted look at obituary. Death. Like, and, yeah, yeah. And, and, and then you picked up by Wandry and now you're a Wandry premium. Like, I didn't even realize that they made it that. And I do remember seeing <laughs> the sign at podcast movement, but it just skipped my brain. But that's incredible. You're 116 episodes and you get picked up by one of the biggest, you know, like uh, sort of aggregators. It's quite impressive. Quite impressive. Yeah. I, but again, like they easily could have been like, wow, we're like, that was, you know, I'm not, we're not doing this show anymore or, you know, just delete that episode. And then it would have just been like, mm-hmm. I, you know, this, the same, the same old, same old, like they really, you know, allowed it to be fun. Don't read Kathy's comment at all. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy, for those of you listening, Kathy is calling out Die Hard, and I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna engage. <laughs> I'm not engaged. Step away from the microphone. I'm not gonna engage. I'm not oh, gonna engage. You guys talked about that. It's so good. Uh, and I think you know, Katie, you bring up a, a really good point. It's like you don't know. You know, you start today with a podcast. You have no idea where it's going to end up next year, two years from now, three years from now. And I think. Yeah. If you are open to, I'm just, I'm going to do this podcast. I'm passionate about it. This topic means a lot to me and, and keep going. You know, you'll build an audience. There's 8 billion people on the planet. And I mean, literally, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of audience, you know, to be found. And I think if you are sincere and authentic and really want to do a good job and want to, you know, put yourself out there, you'll, you'll attract an audience. And it's important to, to just get started and to get feedback from people. You know, I watch our podcast all the time because I'm, you know, I want to learn. And, you know, when you're in the throes of a podcast and you're interviewing someone, you're not always paying attention to what the person said. So I go back and I'm like learning what my guest said. And, and you have to really yeah. look at what you're, the content you're producing, get feedback from people, show it to people, let people watch and listen. Because you'll learn a lot, and sometimes you'll also get you know turned on to some new guests. I've I've had people come my way because I showed shared my content with somebody, and they're like, "Hey, you should talk to these people over here." So you really have to get over the fear of not wanting people to see your content. And I know this is hard for a lot of people, but I just want to say, and I'm not I'm not sponsored or paid to say this, going <laughs> to an event like podcast movement uh the next one is going to be in dc and then there's another one in la yeah or pod fest is another amazing one um any, orlando. Yeah. that's orlando that's first and then there's going to be yeah. la and then there's going to be dc family is completely worth it the networking 
you'll find so many guests for your show. You'll have enough guests for at least the next two or three months. <laughs> you'll have all your episodes done. I, yeah. I, got, I got booked for a whole bunch of shows. And it's just good to see other people doing what they're doing. But you'll find out when you're not siloing yourself in your own fears, you'll find out there's a whole bunch of people that are exactly where you are and you guys can yeah. get together and and rise together as a, as a crew, right? Rise together as a boat. And for instance, one of the amazing things that I got to see recently was in order to get supplies over to the island of Maui, boats couldn't mm. come all the way in. The people made a human chain to where the water came to the neck, and then they made surfboard chain, and then they had the boats, and they were just moving supplies, you know, like the way you, you see ants are doing the, the, the bucket brigade type of situation and watching what happens when a bunch of people, what we in Hawaii call hui together, which means comes together, you know, to make one big group. Uh, when you see people hui together to solve a problem, that's dope. So stop hiding in your own little thing, afraid nobody wants to hear from you or I, I'm all by myself. Nobody else sucks as bad as me. Trust you, there's a, there's a community out there for you. and getting in it is the thing yeah and uh what's up chris good to see you because <laughs> chris, chris <laughs> what i said <laughs> no it's true yeah oh my god it's true and I, I think people can get easily you know intimidated by oh my god no one's watching i don't have any views and you know my my standard line is i want the right eyes or the right ears on my content and i'm not even sure who that might really be you know um but you have to start somewhere and you have to like doc says you have to know that I'll borrow something, another phrase that uh, my girl, Obs, I listened to her, her morning motivational minute-ish. She's like, you're yeah. here, you matter, your voice matters. There's someone out there that wants to hear from you. And, you yep. know, to kind of circle back around to what we started at the top of the show with finding solutions to people's problems. And I think Doc and I think also Katie, you've mentioned that too. Either you're providing like a, a vitamin, a shot of vitamins yeah. Or, yeah. you know, a pain yeah. pill. Like your con you want your content yep. to resonate with people. Either make me laugh or make me cry, make me do make me feel something or give me some information that's gonna be uh, beneficial for my life or my business or or something. Mm-hmm. And uh build mm-hmm. it, build Absolutely. it and they'll come, as they say. That is <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, that's probably a good place to end. I've been watching the comments and questions coming in here in the live chat. If you are listening right now instead of watching or if you're watching on replay and you're like, whoa, wait, there's a live chat. Yes, we record this live every single Tuesday at 12 p.m. Eastern on YouTube. You can always join the live chat if you want to be able to interact with us live. But we still also answer questions. So if you are watching this on replay or if you're listening, you can email us flow at ecamm.com. You can go to flow.ecamm.com to grab the podcast and listen to it and find out all of the amazing places you can catch it and send us in some ideas. Or maybe we should do a session where we just do like live podcast ideas for people that are in the live studio audience. That might be a fun, a fun approach. Marshall does that on some of his shows. And it's always a blast. One last thing, this podcast is brought to you by Descript or Descript or however you want to pronounce it. It is an absolutely incredible tool that helps you edit your videos, grab the transcripts, get those closed captions, do all kind of wizardry to it. It's easy enough that even people like me can use it. So I assure you that you can as well. And they have just been an awesome partner to us. So we really appreciate them. Thanks to their team and everything about them.
Man, so I did it. I took over, Doc. No, that was good. I'm like, see what I mean? That's what I mean. Go back to the beginning. Katie never would have done the live read, and now she no. read. And I just, want to, I just want to send Kimberly home with a thought. This is my order in top three. It's uh, Nancy Wilson and <laughs> Lita Ford. I take that back. Uh, Joni Mitchell and then Joan Jett, Ooh, actually okay. my classmate from high school. Oh one wow. Of people, one of the first people I ever partook in the uh, devil lettuce with. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta ponder what that means, but heart, that's my band. Okay, heart is my band, so love me some heart. Yeah. yeah. I, I I'm I, I, and we're cool, but Nancy was holding the weight. Let's be Let's just be real. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, definitely. And we'll have to update the link. It looks like I, I copied the link in incorrectly. But we I promise we'll have the accurate, actually work links for all of Kimberly's shows. But um, you can find those in the show notes or in the YouTube description if you're watching here on YouTube. Go over and... and follow since we don't say subscribe anymore <laughs> follow those <laughs> follow those podcasts and interact with them and uh and yeah and get, leave her some reviews because it's this is a community and it's great when we're able to support each other it's always like sunshine being able to see people say that they listen to your show or they watch your show so it matters say popping up not just listening and watching but letting them know that you're there it means a lot to podcast hosts so true. thanks so much for having me on Really appreciate Thank you. it. My gosh, you three for three. three, for three. We need like a, a little trophy that you could be like, I did it, all three. <laughs> Gold star. And Kimberly, oh. don't, don't hang up after the music plays because I had to tell you a little story. Put it- <laughs> is this the lettuce story? <laughs> no, no. This, I, this is Kimberly scared. I, I, scared. I you know what it is. You know exactly what it is too funny well thanks to everyone for hanging out with us and we will catch you next week 12 p.m eastern here on youtube or wherever you listen to your podcast flow riders Calling all campers, Leslie Samuel here, your camp director, back again to get you pumped up for something awesome. It's that time again. It's time for Creator Camp 2024. We took everything you loved from last year and stepped it up a notch. Yet we're back and better and man oh man, we're excited to have you join us. Now you may be asking, what's in store for this year's Creator Camp? Well, let me paint a picture for you. Imagine an epic kickoff party where new friendships spark and old ones rekindle. Imagine rubbing shoulders with not just the awesome workshop leaders, but also the amazing Ecamm team. Imagine having interactive, hands-on sessions where industry leaders share insights in fields that you're passionate about. Well, you just imagine Creator Camp 2024. Reconnect with the Ecamm fam, and of course, meals and beverages are all a part of your journey with us. Expect exciting activities and local excursions. What is it gonna be this time? Wine tasting, scavenger hunt, an evening of stargazing? (laughs) 
I'm not telling, at least not yet. This year's Creator Camp isn't just an event, it's an adventure. The Ecamm fam is taking over Amesbury, Massachusetts again, and trust me, you wanna be right there in the middle of the magic. So pack up your essentials, your laptop, your camera, and of course, your energy, and gear up for an unforgettable escapade at Creator Camp 2024. We can't wait to see all your smiling faces back together again. We'll see you at Creator Camp. Let's do this.